Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. And today we have a special guest. But before we get to that, DJ, you had something you wanted to say. A little shout out. Yeah, I mean, uh, today is a a big day in my household. Uh, uh, The chip off the old block, my my youngest child Mm -hmm. is seven today. Ooh. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about it because I, I got to be a pretty good expert at six-year-old Dylan. I don't know what seven-year-old Dylan's going to bring. He's, he's a bit of a wild card that way. Well, plus six-year-old Dylan helped you get uh, a teacher of the year last year. He did. He did. I, I am an, a, um, a uh, skilled and, I guess, um, accomplished kindergarten teacher with yeah. one pupil. Right. But he passed. So I'm one for one. And I decided to retire early at that point. We started first grade. Lura Public Elementary School. Charter school. Yeah. <laughs> Public? No way, man. This is this is private school. This is this is high class. And we started first grade. And I quickly discovered I was in over my head. Mm-hmm. So, Are uh, you smarter than a first grader? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Kindergarten's where I, 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 I stop right there. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know, you learn by kindergarten. That's true. Yep. So yep there's, a bo- there's a book like that there somewhere. Is. I think there is. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Dylan. I hope you have a, a great day. And, happy uh, birthday, Dylan. He's really excited because he asked me this morning, he said, so does my bedtime change now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, does it? We gave him an extra 15 minutes. All right. Nice. Nice. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, like I said, we have a special guest today. Um, Would you like to know the number one secret to ignite joy? On March 7th at 6.30 p.m., Debbie Kaminsky will take you on a journey to find joy even on those dark days. You'll laugh and cry together as this number one international best-selling author and outstanding storyteller shares an extraordinary journey that led her out of the pit of despair and into her purpose, which naturally ignited joy. As a professional presenter, Debbie has led hundreds of seminars worldwide. She's amongst the top 10% of speakers in the nation. You'll be deeply moved as Debbie reveals lessons learned from her lifetime of crazy experiences, including her early years when she triple majored in college, to her later years when she wondered if the Bible on the kitchen table would become the next burning bush. Debbie is founder of Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose, creator of the Ignite Joy Project, and an expert in the mother-daughter relationship. She's a master's degreed psychologist with 30-plus years coaching and mentoring clients worldwide. It's impossible not to experience the warmth of her amazing heart as she journeys through her life and leads you to the truth about yours. Debbie, thanks for being on that podcast. Yeah, thanks Welcome. for having me. This is awesome. I'm super... Oh, I, I used that word, awesome. Uh-oh. That's off limits. It's, it, well, I'd the say door, it's, the it's door super, is closed. It's super oh. in the image of awesome. I wonder uh, we if can I say should that, leave. Right? Should I leave? <laughs> <laughs> we'll cast you into outer darkness later. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> we'll, bleep, we'll bleep it or yep. something. There you go. <laughs> Just cut that little bit. <laughs> Good thing for cutting, you know? We can cut out whatever doesn't matter. <laughs> It'll come out like... This is super terrific. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And then you got to get your you got to get that thing fixed. I know. There needs to be some kind uh, of funny. You, you still know. haven't gotten batteries yet for it. No. It just needs batteries. I could have brought you I some. Don't, I, I don't know if it has batteries. It was working. Then in out of the blue, 
during one of our recordings, mm-hmm. I hit the button and nothing happened. So I don't know if it's damaged or what, but. Wow. Well, Jen told me about your box and I was like, oh, because I said, you know, I, I was going to tell you guys that I think you need to upgrade your sound <laughs> system a little bit. <laughs> and then she told me about the box and we had, had, we had a really good laugh. <laughs> Uh, if only people could see how low budget it is in yeah, here. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, and I think the best part is we have the ability, like yeah. on our podcast recording, to do see? all of these. There's plenty of buttons, but it's not as funny as the little red box. No, red it box. is. When she told me that, like I said, it's just perfect. <laughs> well, now you've seen it. It's, I uh, have. In, in wow. all its glory. That is, what is that? How big would you say that is? Three by two? Yeah, oh, yeah. Four oh, by yeah. Two. Three inches by two oh, inches. Yeah. Uh-huh. With, and what buttons do you have on there? You've got some pretty So fun. it's a bunch of pictures, and I do have a... Uh, <laughs> I do have a label maker that was sent to me. But I remember thinking, how in the world am I going to put labels on this little oh, thing? Oh, yeah. That's too small. <laughs> there's clapping. There's smiling. There's frowning. Yeah. There's like a like a foghorn. Um, <laughs> there's a bomb going off, a shotgun, <laughs> a broken glass, a dollar sign, cha-ching. Yep. Drum roll. Got to have that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, spring making a boing sound, a light bulb going off. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> That's you know, so the, great. The, the really sad thing about that is... It died just after you figured out what all the buttons. I know. Do. <laughs> oh, that is sad. Oh, you didn't dear. have to hit four different buttons to figure out the one you wanted. <laughs> so sad. <sighs> well, enough about me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, De- mm-hmm. uh, Debbie, uh, thanks again for coming in. Uh, number one international bestseller. Um, what What is the name of the book? Yeah, uh, it is called "The One Thing Every Mom Needs to Know." Volume two, make sure you get volume two or you won't see my, my, uh, chapter. So yeah, I have a chapter in that book. There are 30 of us internationally, uh, experts across the globe who have basically put together a book and yeah, it's a number one international bestseller, which is so cool. Wow. Been my dream since I was 16 to be a published author and I'm what, four decades later, I finally did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Working on my other book as well. So that'll be awesome too. I was going to say, anything worth doing is worth doing right. So, right? you know, yeah, you had yeah. the dream and you followed through with yeah. it. Yeah. Don't quit. That's, That's great. right. That's, That's right. cool. Yeah. So you've got another one in the works as well? I do. I do. And that one is, I haven't picked the title yet, but it'll be something to do with the mother-daughter relationship for sure. And it will definitely be a Christian book. Cool. I heard you guys talking about that, that you've, heard people in your congregation saying that they want to read X amount of books this year yeah. and things like that. So that's so cool. I wish I had that published. I don't have it yet, but I'm working on it. So. Wonderful. Cool. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be really cool. Excellent. Maybe it'll be Ignite Joy, Hard Stuff Hurts and Healing Happens. Just like we have right here. That's, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's creative, right? That's a great, that's a great name. I kind of think so. I like it. I don't know. I don't know. So what, what is uh, Ignite Joy? Um, you, you do, you do, uh, presentations, you go around and visit with people. Can you tell us more about that? You bet. So I have been a speaker. Well, I've been on the stage since I was like two years old doing tap on the stage with my tongue hanging out and (laughs) in my little elf costume and the bells jingling. Um, I've been doing that since I was two. And then when I was in high school, I just fell into uh, competitive speaking and I loved it. When I was 16, I saw a guy at the National Convention for Student Councils and he was up on stage and he was doing all this great stuff with us, you know, and he, he had, you couldn't do this today, 
but he had us, he gave everybody balloons and he's like, okay, I want you to pick somebody and I want you guys to smash it and I want you to break it between you. You know, I don't even think you could do that today because of all the weirdness we live in. But, um, I remember going, oh, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to be that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I just, uh, I, I got into human resources and did speaking there and then I did, I did, um, when I was in my twenties, I was hired to be a, um, to lead workshops for fortune 500 executives on presentation skills. And it's like, wow, okay. So I did that for a few years and then I, I got into, um, my being a therapist and I did that in private practice for 13 years, but I now lead online programs. I lead a five day challenge right now. I'm doing the, um, ignite joy uh, hard stuff, her healing happens, healing the mother, uh, mother wound, or also, um, working with moms and daughters. What's the number one secret to ignite joy in the mom and daughter relationship. So, yeah. And I, th- I'm going to go to dads and daughters. That'll be probably my next thing. And I'll do a book on that too. Thank you. That yes. would help yes. a ton. I know. Don't we need that? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And I was, you know, I was, uh, as I was doing a little research, there's very little out there for moms and daughters too. Mm-hmm. And that is a complex relationship. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Gosh, I, I know, I know you're working on one book, but I'm ready for the next one. Yep. Ready for the next uh, one. I'll get on fast that. Forward, get yeah. on <laughs> Actually a lot of it's already written, so it shouldn't maybe a year. Oh, wow. year and a half. I'll have it for you. Can you I, wait that long? I'm putting it in the calendar right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get on that. I'm gonna pre we'll call my publisher. Set up the pre-order right now. <laughs> Maybe I should just hire a ghostwriter and let her get it done, or him get it done. So I, I, I don't. I, um, I hope this doesn't come off as crass. Uh, and if the answer is, um, uh, I can't tell you that. I, I guess I'm wondering, what is the number one secret? Yeah, I can't tell you that. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> just thought I I'd guess ask. you'll have to come to the presentation on March seventh. March seventh. So yep. Any more detail? What time? 630. 630. Mm-hmm. March 7th. Right, R- right here. Right here. At, at Atonement. At Atonement. Live on stage. I'm so excited because, you know, when COVID shut down, everybody down, all of us speakers went, oh, crud. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? Yeah. 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 So I've been waiting to do this gig with you guys for a year and a half, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. And. A year. And it's available online as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so for those who don't want to be in, you know, live or can't or there are ways away, yeah, tune in live. Here's the cool thing. Let me ask you this question first of all. Do you know how many children or people go missing in the United States every year? Oh, man. I I think this is one of those scary questions that Mm -hmm. I... Take a guess. Just what you think. How many people or how many... Um, I think it's people. How many people go missing in the United States every year? I, I, I'm going to show my naivety here and be like, is it a couple thousand? Okay. A couple thousand. Uh, Say uh, at least half a million. Sarah says 500. Sarah, right? Yeah. I get that right. Okay. Wow. 500,000 you say? Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing is I was going to say 300,000. So okay. hopefully right. I didn't overbid. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the low one on the prices, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really did show your naivety, but that's yeah. okay. That's, yeah. I mean, we don't, we can't know what we don't know. That's right. one of my little platforms. You can't know it. If you don't know, no shame. You didn't mm-hmm. know this. It's okay. Now you do. Now, if you mess this up, now you can feel shame about it. (laughs) No, I know. 460,000 people go missing in the United States every year. Where do they go? 
Where do they go? It's really frightening. So what I'm doing um, as a result of that is um, I am going to donate 10% of all sales to uh, the Next Step North Dakota to help survivors of human trafficking. So it's a multifaceted presentation. It's not just me telling you how to ignite joy, but you're going to help victims of human trafficking. We need to rescue them. We need to help them get their lives back. And it's a deal. It's a deal. So that's a small, that's a fairly decent actually size city. Mm-hmm. 460,000 yes, people. That's that's twice and a half the size of, of the Fargo-Moorhead area. Mm-hmm. Like the whole area. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Yes. Like over I mean, 1% of the population of the country, isn't it? Well, that I can't answer. Wait, I'm not no, that smart. no, 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 no. <laughs> Tenth of a percent. I'm terrible at math. Three, Dr. S. Think about 300, 350 million. Yeah. yeah. You know. So 1% would be. Well, uh, yeah, wow. That's yeah. Insane. So, so a, t- a tenth of a percent. Either way. This that's is how I look at it. It's, it's like three quarters the population of North Dakota. Right. Wow. 75% of the people in North Dakota just missing in a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's just in the United States mm-hmm. because it happens all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could do a little wow. research on DuckDuckGo. <sighs> did you know Duck, do you know about DuckDuckGo? Yes. Mm-hmm. The alternative platform. Yep. And um, do a little research on it. See what's going on in the world. Like, what? Wow. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. Crazy. It is crazy. So the, the event that's coming up on the 7th, um, what uh, what is it going to be... Uh, just you speaking, or do we have more things happening than than? Uh, is it, will there be some worship? Will yeah, yeah. Some? Oh, I'm I am so excited about it. I got to be straight up honest. So, um, yeah, I'll be speaking on ignite joy. Hard stuff hurts, and healing happens. Right? That's what we want to focus on the healing. And I've listened to some of your guys's podcasts, and I just love how you talk about you know, yeah, God is there in our hard stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what? We feel like he's not, and he may not answer what we want in the way we want it. And why are we going through this, right? We don't always understand that, but I do believe there is a purpose. So uh, yeah, we'll be, I'll be talking about that. I'll be revealing the number one secret to ignite joy. So you could come. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm there ready you to go, go, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so you can come and find out that number one secret. But also, yeah, uh, what's the name of the band? I should know this. It's my daughter's band. <laughs> oh, I always blank. What the heck? Um, yeah. Anyway, their band is going to be playing, and they're really good. Yes, they are. They're really good. So come and worship with us. We've got all kinds of great music. My daughter is going to sing uh, a song she and I wrote together. Uh, which is, I'm not even going to reveal the name of that because if I do, then you might get on to the number one secret. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's so powerful. So come, be changed. You will be changed. It's about, you know, pointing the way out of darkness so that you can step into the light. So cool. So uh, of course we want people to come in person, but but what's going to happen is hopefully we're going to be so full that it's going to be viewing uh, only and that's at atonement.life. Yes. Okay. Well, um, you, uh, um, I believe, um, go to atonement.live uh, to register. You have to register okay. um, yep. It, yep. to get a to get a link for the event. It won't be um, it won't be broadcast, o- j- br- j- broadcast open. It'll be a, a special uh, uh, event that you need a link for. Yeah, it's so. just ten dollars. Yes, ten dollars. Ten dollars, and cool. every ticket a dollar goes to help survivors. So, awesome. right. Awesome. Super cool. That is awesome. Right? 
AC, <laughs> use the word. Uh, we'll use the word for that All because right. that is awesome. Uh, it, it can be used. It's just uh, um, <laughs> depending on the company uh, present. Gotcha. Gotcha. Say no more. <laughs> so, um, how did how did this come about? I mean, was there a, 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 an event or something that that led you down this path? To yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking that. It, uh, you know, my life has been like everybody's, challenging in lots of ways. Right? It goes up and it goes down, and it goes up and it goes down. So, if you can imagine the seventies, right, with, with the era of big, right, everything's mm-hmm. big, and and here I was, I'm 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 ten years old. I'm uh, the middle child of three, the only girl, but it's, it's the seventies, right? In the era of big with a big bell bottom jeans. Go ahead. You know, what's funny about that. Tell me last week I covered the class B wrestling tournament at the Fargo dome, uh-huh. North Dakota state wrestling tournament. You would be surprised how many mullets and bell bottoms oh. I saw <laughs> strolling around. Coming coming back. Back. Oh, well, how many years has it been? 70 to 30, 40, 50 years. Usually things cycle in about 40 years. Yeah. I, there you I, go. See, it, my teenage daughter told me that mom jeans are back in. Yeah, skinny and jeans aren't are cool those? anymore. What are mom what, jeans? Whatever the jeans oh, were in the 80s. Like, yeah. Yeah, skinny jeans are no longer cool. Uh, yes. What? And neither are side parts. I am it not is. wearing bell bottoms. I am not either. No, thank you. I lived wow. that already. I heard the exact same thing word for word yesterday. Yeah, the side parts thing uh, threw me. Are you talking to Addie? Are you guys like... Well, no, but this, I'm on the opposite <laughs> side of... Addie and her friends are probably like, ugh. Of course, like that's so dumb. Listen, so I, this parts. girl has skinny to wear jeans. straight leg jeans because you feel skinny in them. Yeah, you know? that's well, and, and that's my best feature, my and legs. My so. friends and I are on the opposite side of like, what are we gonna like? I lived through the early two thousands. I don't want flare jeans again. Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is why I need the father daughter. Uh, you uh, do. Deal. You do. S- explain side parts. I'm thinking hair. Sarah and I might have it to is work hair? on that a yeah. little bit. Side parts aren't in yeah. either. No, it's middle parts now. Oh, but I, no. my face is too round. Yeah. Right. Ditto. Uh, but my, my, is, my part is what does it look like after I dry my hair? I it's don't even just own a comb. Straight down, hanging on yeah. the, your forehead. <laughs> I mean, it's guys usually don't have hair parts unless it's longer. Yeah, but no. even that, even Tell the that middle part—that's a '70s, mm-hmm. '80s thing. It's yeah, right. right? And then my dad would like you know always had that side part, and then he would use that Brylo cream, you know, a little mm-hmm. dabble, do ya? And he would put comb it, comb it through his hair. I was looking at ads the other day; it's hilarious. And these women are like, "Oh, you're so I love running my fingers through your hair with the Brylo cream," you know. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then when he'd run out, you know, he'd use my mom's Dippity Do, which didn't have the same effect because Dippity Do is like hard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so w- one thing. <laughs> We get off. <laughs> guys, guys don't do a side part. Tell that to David Muir from the nightly news. Yeah. He, he does a total side part. Well, does he comb over his hair? No, he, no, he doesn't need a comb like? over. Oh, well, I'm not his it, makeup guy. Thing. I don't know what he's I'll, got I'll going I'll call on. him up and ask him. But the, the 70s, the yeah. 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe, it was intentional. Like mm-hmm. you took your comb, you know, yeah. and you and you pushed it down, mm-hmm. and you had to make sure it was in the right spot, and then you mm-hmm. pushed it over. Now Gorilla Glue is in is Gorilla <laughs> Glue. <laughs> Don't use that Brylo cream anymore. We use the Gorilla Gorilla Glue. <laughs> glue. Hilarious. How's that going? We we need a quick update. She's good now. She's she got good it all now? out. Yep they they had to sedate her so they could use like an experimental no. stuff, and they saved like most of her hair. Really? What's the backstory on that? There was a woman, this was a couple weeks ago now, yeah. I think. She mis- mistook, um, like, the got-to-be-glued hairspray 
for Gorilla Glue, and she Gorilla Glued her whole entire head. Oh, yeah. Looked like her hair was painted on. Yeah. Do you know, did she ever try peanut butter? I don't think so. I don't know. I just don't think that would work on Gorilla Glue. No, I know. I know. (laughs) I just imagine after DJ said that, do you remember the peanut butter baby kid who like there was a child an infant who covered his whole body in peanut butter and was no, sitting on a table. But yum. And that's all I could think of when you see that. What do you say? No, I just I remember as a kid, yeah. if you got gum in your hair. Yeah. I, I don't know if it ever worked because I yeah. don't recall this happening. I think if I ever got anything in my hair, my mom would just, you know, cut shit, it off. Cut it off, right. Yeah. And I was just curious if like, you know, if peanut butter can get gum out of your hair, what 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 action can it do on on gorilla glue? Wow, now I see the picture. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it actually looks good on her. It's not going to move. That's it was, it's Wasn't kind it, of in place. It was squeezing her head. Skull? Like tension yeah. headaches. Yeah, oh, tension geez. headaches from the pressure. Oh, yeah, that's really sad. Well, so. I'm glad. It's I'm glad to hear that yeah. that uh, they were able to to save her hair and mm-hmm. that she's she's doing better and. Yes. Yeah. What a mess. All right. So back out of the ditch now. Yes. Speaking of that, I mean, we Uh go, we just kind of go different places. (laughs) I came from Fergus Falls. Actually, I came from Dalton today and you guys, there were nine cars in the ditches. Oh, I believe it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was ice. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all right, back out of the ditch. Well, (laughs) it's crazy here. I mean, um, right now in our country, especially down South, really bad snowstorms, yeah. polar vortex, but here yeah. Yeah. we we got a nice little snowing, yeah. but it's so close to that freezing temperature yeah. that it's like mm-hmm. it just uh, became slush, became ice. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. And not I good. will I will admit on the roundabouts around here going 15, 20 miles per hour, I almost hit um last night a street light <gasps> twice. Wow. wow. On the same roundabout. So I live uh well we, we both kind of live close to roundabouts. Uh it, haven't you noticed you can just go up and over? Yeah, well, you know, that probably would have been a smarter um, move on my part, after, especially after the first time when I was sliding around. In so. some neighborhoods, if you do that too much, they replace the middle of them with just big boulders because there's one by a friend's house of mine in West Ooh. Fargo that too many people would just I wondered why they were putting boulders in <laughs> yep. there. Well, there you go. So glad I'm here. I'm learning so much. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you got here safely too, because mm-hmm. especially between Fergus and here, it's a uh, it was sketchy. A, and you know yeah. what? Honestly, the worst part was from my house in Dalton to 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 Rotsay. Mm-hmm. Usually, oh, yeah, it's Rotsay yeah. to Fargo. That's horrible. Mm-hmm, right. Oh, well, it was bad. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Accidents happen. They do. Yes, they do. Mm. So and, so you. back to bell bottoms. Yeah, back to the yeah. 70s. The era of big? Yeah. All right, so here, you know, right, the era of big, I, I had my, my Bonnie Bell lip smackers, you know, they came in big tubes, any flavor you want from Dr. Pepper to bubble gum, right? I had that, and I had my big my big plastic comb tucked in my back jean pocket, right? That made me cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyway, this, the era of 70s. It was also the era, and I don't know if you know this or not. You probably don't, but you've been doing a little research on the 70s, so I'm pretty proud of you, Sarah. Uh, but um, it was also the era when wood paneling covered everything. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, so you guys mm-hmm. know. From your car to your trailer home. You got it, Yeah, because right? you you, how much wood do you want on your car? Yeah, I uh, mean, that's as much as you can get. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the era of everything. It was also the era of big Motown artists like Elton John, Michael mm. Jackson, and Donny Osmond. 
I love Donny Osmond. <laughs> anyway, so I'm I'm 10 years old and I'm pulling up the psychedelic leftover 60s psychedelic bedspread on my bed and and I hear my mom calling from the other room as Elton John's Rocket Man's playing from around AM FM radio that hung over my bed. I hear my mom call from the other other room. Hey kids, get in here. And they were like, okay. So there's three of us, right? We clamor for the best seat on the avocado colored couch. The That's 70s. Beautiful. Yeah, right. You can you see it? I just I can see it. <laughs> All the colors that are hitting me right now. This I is know, awesome. right? Right. Can't kinda, unsee it. Kind of crazy. Does that scare you a little bit? Yeah. And so we're like, what? 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 We're getting divorced. Your father's moving out. Oh, wow. I was like, what? No, not my dad. My daddy's uh, is the dance on my feet, daddy. And who's going to tuck sweet candy hearts in my hand at Valentine's Day? It was devastating to me. Wow. So uh, I'm 10 years old, right? And this happens. And and I had a lot of questions like, um, where was my daddy going? And and when would I see him again? And, and why was he leaving? Mm-hmm. Well, I later found out that my mom had been having an affair. And um, so that is basically what destroyed our family as it was. And we all know that Satan comes to kill, steal, and and destroy. He was doing a good job there. So um, after after that happened, uh, the divorce was finally final in about a year. And uh, my mom revealed that we'd be getting a new dad, a stepdad. And I was like, oh, baby, I could dance on his feet. Mm We'll see, Debbie. We'll see. You see, my mom was always kind of cold and distant, and I never really felt loved by my mom. Well, um, my, my my stepdad moved in, and our family really began to change. And he was really mean, and he yelled a lot. You know, he'd say things like, you getting smart, Debbie? And I always thought, you know, I really think I am smarter than you. <laughs> uh, you know, but he was really verbally abusive, and... and um, and my family was really changing because he wasn't anything like my dad. Mm. And it all really changed the first time he came into my bedroom. That's when it changed. Mm. And his w- wandering hands and wet kisses would wake me in the morning. And I was like, and then he'd call me his little sweetie and tell me he loved me. And I thought, if, is this love? Is love supposed to feel this gross? So I was super confused as a teenager, a young teen. And, um, yeah, so that was part of my, of the pain of my past. And, uh, I spent my life looking for joy. Now I went to my mom when I was 11 and I said, mom, I don't like this. And we never talked about it again. And it continued. And then I went to my mom when I was 17, because, you know, when you're 17, I'm in high school now. And you're learning things like life things. And I'm in psychology class and the professor starts to talk about abuse and what it is. And I'm like, oh, I have a word for this now. I know what happened to me and I got to tell my mom and I want to tell my mom, but uh, does she want to know, right? That inner conflict that we feel when we know something, but we know we're not supposed to talk about it, but yet we need to talk about it. But yet, you know, teens, being a teenager is hard. So, um... That day, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I'm 17 years old, and I walk into the house, and um, I'm standing between the kitchen and the dining room, and my mom, there's my mom mopping the kitchen floor. And I'm like, Mom, we talked about abuse in psychology today. Oh, Debbie, you're too young to know about that. Mm. And I just, 
I shook. I was just like, I got to tell her. I got to tell her. And I just blurted it out. Your husband molested me. And without even missing a beat, she said, oh, you don't even know what that means. And I just shrunk back. And I cried myself to sleep that night like I'd done so many times in my life. And I just was like, God, make this hurt stop. Fix it. Fix it. That was really a turning point for me. I did go off to college. I'm like, this girl's going to college. And I couldn't wait till the day college came because I was getting out of that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it's 80s now. It's the 80s. So now it's the big hair, right? I've got my big hair and I'm looking all cute on the outside because, you know, that's what we tend to do. We cover up all the pain on the inside. So I had my, my cute hair and I always looked perfect on the outside and people thought my home life was perfect. And, you know, Debbie Kaminsky's got it, you know whatever. Anyway, so I finally, I finally uh, get accepted to college and I get to college, but my eighties hair made it there before I did. I'm pretty sure, (laughs) pretty sure it arrived first. I get to college and um, it was best, best times of my life, but I was looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, and I kissed a lot of frogs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were the good looking ones. Not, not a prince in the bunch. I'm telling you (laughs) till I met my husband. Then I met him uh, in college and, uh, I got, I got a triple major. I'm going to save that story though for, uh, the event. Cause it's kind of fun. Okay. So I got a triple major and, um, got married a few years later and, uh, we moved to Detroit, Michigan, the murder capital of the mm. world, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say motor city, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was that too. Was that too? <laughs> again, my naivety you is know, kicking I, in. Yeah, here. there it is again. Yeah. So anyway, that was, yeah. Um, in my, in my twenties. And then, uh, at 30, I was just, I was just, I kind of hit a wall, you know, kind of depressed and anxious. And someone said, Hey, you can go to the city and you can get pretty cheap therapy. And I'm like going, you know, I've always thought that I've needed therapy. So why not? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody in my family for sure needed therapy. <laughs> I knew that. So I, I, I set out on that journey and I, I just healed a lot of the brokenness inside of me. And I'd been working with this therapist for about a year and we decided it's time for you to go talk to your mom about this again and kind of clean it up. And, you know, you're an adult now, totally mm-hmm. different. So I booked the flight and went down and talked to her and uh, she'd been avoiding me like, you know, the plague, like COVID-19, like I had it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. She'd just been totally avoiding me. And I'm like, she must know that I want to talk to her about this again. It's the last day. I refer to it as the last supper (laughs) because it's the last time we're going to have together. And uh, we went to Chili's restaurant and I sat across from her and there she sat with her, her permed, freshly permed hair, her acrylic nails and her rose colored glasses. No lie. They were really rose colored. And I just finally said, mom, we got to talk about this abuse. And she just unleashed an amazing amount of hurt. You know, she called me a liar, told me I didn't know what I was talking about and that it never happened. And, and then she paused and she said, didn't it stop? I thought it stopped. Mm. Mm. She knew it was going on. She just chose not to really do anything about it at the time or talk about it with me. And, uh, yeah. And then she, she, um, oh, it just got ugly and it was so hurtful. And I, I wanted to speak up, but I just felt myself shrink. You know, do you, do you know how you do that with your parents? Mm-hmm. You kind of shrink down back into that kid role. And I felt like I was that 17 year old again, there watching her mop the kitchen floor where I didn't have a voice. And I, I started physically shaking 
in front of her and she just mocked me. She's like, oh, look at you, you're shaking. And I'm like going, okay, I am done. And I stood up and I got right into her face and I said, you can't believe this happened because if you did, you'd have to do something about it. And I threw five bucks on the table to cover my burger and I got out of there. And that landed me in the deepest pit of my life because it's your mom. Mm -hmm. You know, you want your mom to believe you, to support you. You think your parents have your back on this stuff. So, yeah, so that was my pit. And um, I kept looking around and seeing other people that were happy. And it's like, dang, I want some of that. I want some of that. And uh, eventually I found God. Uh, I'd done all that therapy. I'd done every kind of therapy out there you can imagine. And, it, you know, it healed a lot. I healed a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, but there was still this part in me that was empty and vacant. And I didn't know God. I'd walked away from, from God in my, in my 20s. I was like, if he's a good God, then he wouldn't have let all this happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Kind of like what you guys have talked about on previous podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I found God and, um, when I found God, I found my purpose. And when I found my purpose, then I was able to really ignite joy. So that's what I talk about. My program is, um, ignite joy, hard stuff hurts, healing happens. And I'm a creator of the ignite joy project. So it takes you through a series of things to help you ignite joy. How do you do that? Well, we got to heal the past. We got to heal it. We got to go to God. We have to. Mm-hmm. If you don't have God, you're missing that peace that literally will heal your heart. Yeah, and then we just we start doing the purpose that he put us here for. Because God created every single person on this planet with their own individual purpose. Yours is very different than mine. Mm-hmm. And we may have the same journey and the same story, but I'm going to present it and share it differently, and I'm going to take you in a different way. The purpose that God has for me is very different than your purpose. And I do believe that that's my purpose. My purpose is to share what happened, to let those know who have similar journeys that, you know, there is hope. And you don't have to have been a survivor of sexual abuse, you know, to have experienced abandonment, neglect, or any of that. I mean, do you remember the bully in high school? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the parent who didn't have enough time for you? Or, I mean, there's all kinds of situations. We've all faced that. So my goal in my life has been to ignite joy. And um, that is how I developed the Ignite Joy Project. God just kind of dropped that into my lap. And my, my company name, as I said, as you said, is Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose. That was the very first piece that I got from God. I'm like, going, Lord, I think I'd struggled with it for three weeks. I'm going, what can my name be? What can my company name be? <laughs> well, I, I wanted to say goodbye to the past, right? Mm-hmm. And, and hello purpose. I wanted to find that purpose. And God just dumped that in my lap. And I went and called, um, I don't know if you guys have ever, have you ever gotten a URL? Have you ever bought a URL? No. Yeah. So yeah. From like GoDaddy or something. Yeah, yeah, like that? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I called GoDaddy and I'm like, yeah, can you check and see if Goodbye Past Hello Purpose is available for a URL? And he's like, wow, I kind of can't believe it is. And I'm like, going, I can. <laughs> I'm giving credit to the big guy, right? So, yeah, so that's my story. That's why I do this work. Yeah. I really just, you know, I want women to know, particularly, but men suffer the same thing as well, that there's hope and you can have joy yeah. despite. Despite your past, despite the darkness you're living in. I mean, this last year has been hard for so many people. Yeah. Even. So, yeah. Well, I I just want to say something that, man, 
thank you for being our preacher today. Yeah. I mean, seriously, uh, that was, thank you. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Really. Thank you. And so, uh, this, this event, Ignite Joy, Hard Stuff Hurts, Healing Happens is March 7th at Atonement Church here in Fargo. Uh, it's from 630 to 830. Um, you can join in person or online. Uh, tickets are available online at, uh, atonement.org. Uh, I'm sorry, atonementfargo.org or at Atonement Church until March 5th. So there is a cutoff there, March 5th. Um, and, uh, uh, Debbie, I think this is going to be a wonderful event. I hope, mm-hmm. uh, I hope the place is packed, and I hope online is packed too. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to share the inspiration that I've learned about igniting joy in their lives and helping people get out of the pit. And if you're not in a deep pit, that's okay. I'm going to lower that ladder to you, and you can just climb right out and find that joy in your lives. So, well, and I mean, you're absolutely right. Regardless of of any trauma that a person has experienced, every single person. Uh, whether they have everything in the world or nothing has has that same God-shaped hole that needs to be uh, filled and it's going to be filled with something mm-hmm. and it's either going to be filled with the one true God that does bring about joy as compared to a, a worldly yeah. type happiness mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely as well as hope yes um, and you know the fact of the matter is everything that we have in this life as Christians, has not been um, revealed to our eyes yet. Our relationship with Jesus is one that's based on hope. Yep. The hope of the resurrection, the hope of 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 um, God's justice and God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- if you don't have hope, uh, uh, I don't know how I don't know how you get through it. I don't know how you no. get through anything. No. no. And and that's what I you know and I talk about that too because. I mean, I shouldn't be standing up here in front of you normal with the past that I've had, right? I should mm-hmm. be like a complete mess. Sure. But God healed me. He really did. Yeah. And I give the glory to him and I give. Praise God. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm not on any meds. I don't see a therapist, although I think we could all use a therapist. We, we, we all could use a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with, not with talking it out. Not yet. I, I've been thinking about, I need to call somebody. I just need to talk. <laughs> and I will reveal the number one secret. To ignite joy in the, in this um, in this event, and then I will also tell you about my journey into hope and 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 my journey when I found God. It's just it's so amazing. So I hope people will join us. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, and I, I guess I'll put one little last little addendum on that. I just want uh, to say, Debbie, um, I'm not going to say that it's awesome, but I'm going to say you are the <laughs> you are the image of awesome since God alone is awesome. So thank you awesome. so much. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to change it up. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much. I'm so excited yeah, to you're, be here. Be you're awesome. welcome. And the name of the band performing is Short Notice. Yes, yes, Short yes. Notice. Short Notice. Short Notice. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Debbie, thank you again for joining us. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, you can uh, find us online for worship if you're looking for a spot this weekend at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo at 9 and 10.30 a.m., so for Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Lura, and Debbie Kaminsky, my name is Ryan Janke, and you can join us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast. 